Hi, I'm Mark Renner. This is Victory Over Sin. Saturday afternoon to you. My name is Mark Rennick. This is Victory Over Sin. First part of the show, we attempt to share with you, the audience, what we're attempting to do with Victory Over Sin. And Victory Over Sin is actually funded by an advocacy arm of St. Vincent de Paul of Southwest Idaho. And what our mandate to do is to educate you, the Idahoan, about what it's like to be incarcerated and then to come out of incarceration and blend back into community. We do that in several different fashions, but certainly one of them and the one we're probably the most proud of is this radio show, which has actually been going close to six years now. If you go back to the archives of KBXL or anywhere on your podcast, iHeart, Google, Spotify, whatever you listen to, and type in Victory Over Sin, you will see all the archive shows. And in those archives, you will see certainly uh, the last four directors of the Department of Corrections. You'll see state senators. You'll see I got a governor on there, people who have come directly out of incarceration their first day and came into the studio. And there's even one person who was going right back into prison and we taped him right before he was taken into custody. There are people who support people coming out of incarceration and the organizations they represent. So we like it. We think it's a good way to understand the Department of Corrections. If you go back and take a look at that, we think you will learn something. And we'd like that if you understood a little bit more about the Department of Corrections. In addition to that, if you're interested, we do have a PowerPoint that we're happy to share with your church, with your business group, with your neighborhood association, and you want to learn something about people who have been in the car in the correctional system, we'll be happy to do that. We'll come out and show you about a 20-minute PowerPoint. The great thing about this PowerPoint is that it is led by a returning citizen themselves. So they'll do the PowerPoint and then they'll be there to answer questions about the life after incarceration. Should you have been listening to me over the years, you will know that the program has expanded the work we do. Uh, we certainly are being much, much more influential. As I as we tape this on Thursday afternoon for Saturday, I just came back to one of the prisons where we actually did a workshop for all the case managers and the program managers in one of the major facilities. That sort of stuff, when we started, it was unheard of. We are now becoming strong partners with the Department of Corrections in their efforts. But what we're after is, as you are released from prison, we want you to come by one of our two offices. Uh, One of them is located at 3217 Overland Road in Boise, Idaho. 
uh, and the other is inside of probation and parole in District 3 in Caldwell, Idaho. So we would love for you to come out your first day from our lease. From there, we'll get you a bus pass. We'll get you a food box. Uh, we'll get you a clothing voucher. We'll link you to other resources that can support you as you go through your first days out of incarceration. And increasingly, we're going to connect you with a very strong employment program that's growing every day. And we're going to talk about that today in the radio show. But that's an option that certainly is available to you as you come out of incarceration. In addition, if you're listening to me in the desert right now, and you do not have a ride out of the, out of the uh, structure, and you need some support in that vein, uh, have your case manager send me an email, we'll pick you up and we'll actually walk you through those first couple of days upon your release. So those things are all exciting. And it's We're uh, very, very optimistic about the future. Uh, If you need more information about this, you can go to www.svdpid.org, click on reentry, and pretty much all this stuff will be there. At the end of the show, I will let you know how to reach out to me specifically. And if you would like, you can get in touch with me about anything we talk about and or about helping. We're happy to do so. But I'm excited about our guest today because he's new to us, and we're going to utilize him in a fashion uh, based upon his skills, and we're looking forward to that. I'll be right back to introduce you to him. Idaho has an incarceration rate of 761 to 100,000 people, including prisons, jails, immigration detention, and juvenile justice facilities, meaning that it locks up a higher percentage of its people than any democracy on earth. Compare that to the United States, 664 people per 100,000, Canada's 104 people per 100,000, and Norway's 54 people per 100,000. What about our parole system? In 2019, Prison Policy Initiative graded each of the 50 states for their parole system. Idaho received a grade of F. How do we change this? We need your involvement, and we need your story. More importantly, you must tell it. Your Christian voice can support the need to change. Reach out to us and get involved. At the end of the show, Mark will share his contact information, or you can call the radio station, KBXL nine four one The Voice, and ask for links to Mark Rank. Okay, as uh, this Saturday afternoon, we're here with Marvin Castaneda. How are you, sir? Pretty good. Thank you, Mark, for having me here. We're going to call you a career... Oh, man, what are we calling yourself? Career Program Specialist. Okay. you got such a fancy title, <laughs> yeah. and I couldn't even read my own writing on there. Right. And you're now with uh, St. Vincent de Paul, Southwest Idaho. Correct. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. It is so great to have you on board. Thank you. I appreciate it. Let's start with giving me a little bit of background about you and where you're from. So I was born in uh, Los Angeles, California. Uh, my parents moved up here when I was still small. We lived in Caldwell and Nampa. So I, I guess I was born in California, raised here all my life. And uh, I've I've lived here for you know the past thirty years I suppose and uh, you know I think I think uh, you know wherever wherever I've been you know the circumstances that I've been you know I guess I get you know things things will probably be the same everywhere you go right you know so you know I come from a really good good background you know my family's very supportive you know it's just you know there's obstacles obviously in life that you're gonna have to need to overcome. Did you, uh, when did you come up from uh, California? No, I was still a baby, maybe baby. like two years old. Yeah. So you really grew up in Canyon County? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so what was that like? Because you're a young man. You know, I guess, you know, my my early years, they were all right. You know, I, my family's big into rodeoing, farming and all that kind of stuff. 
you know, at some point in time in my life, you know, I let that go and just, you know, just chose a different route. Right. Which is, and so that route got you certainly involved with the system in terms of, um, which Idaho likes to do. It, boy, you kind of violate one of their rules. They like to let you know what's going to happen and kind of take charge of your life. So I'm assuming that happened and that led to your, what is it, 120224 thing. So you got to... From, to my to your credit for me you got to spend some time incarcerated so yes. what was that all about and how that happened so obviously you know i think every when everybody's first time going into prison they have a you know their own mentality of how they see things and i i had my own too you know what i mean i had you know my my goal from the beginning was to go in there and do you know do what i had to do the years i had to do and come out a different person right you know what i mean and um was that an easy process for you it wasn't. Yeah. It, it was not an easy process, but you know, it. it you know, I was able to process it and uh, overcome things that that I thought I probably would have never overcome. I think in some ways, prison does challenge. It takes that uh, the fear and the un- uncertainty of going in there, and really challenges the core of who you are, yes. and you kind of develop become a sort of a different person kind of forced on you, I guess. Mm-hmm. I know it took me a while. I did it several times, but when it finally took hold, I was in, man, I was old. I was 50. <laughs> but you were a young guy, and I'm sure as I watched the young guys in the system here, it's a lot of pressure to go certain different ways and to be certain things to certain people. That's got to be kind of hard. Yes. Yeah? Yeah. So, you know, and obviously I did get in trouble, you know, but I was able to, you know, to change my my way of thinking, and actually sit down and, and you know and think for the towards the future, you know, and uh, you know thankfully I, I I managed to overcome all that and move forward from from whatever it was. And that process was did that 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 a period of months or years to work that out, or did that hit you all of a sudden? So, I you decide I'm not going to play this game anymore. I'm going to kind of focus on you know Marvin. I'm going to fix Marvin. Did that come to you? How did that come to you? You know, that came to me after, you know, getting in trouble for the first time in there, spending some time, obviously, in the hole, you know, gave me some time, you know, I, I, I didn't really like it, you yeah. know, gave me enough time to think about what, you know, what it could take me to or what I could, you know, the things I could lose, you know. It's almost probably. like a direction. Yes. So. I don't know about you, but when I got thrown in the hole, too, it was the same thing. It was like. Finally, there were no barriers. Were in, right. There was no outside stimulus, <laughs> and all I had was myself, which was scary. And uh, boy, I you know, I didn't like that. But you finally, it's like almost in my mind, it was God telling me, "I've been trying to get your attention, Mister Rennick, for fifty years. So there's nothing else to do. So we're going to sit here and figure it out." Uh, I think in some ways that's good. Congratulations. Yes. So, so yeah. So I, you know, I was able to think all that through, and and uh, you know that. And change my change my way of thinking and, and try to become a better person, not only for me but for, for everybody else too. You know. Well, that's and let's let's get to the pot spot where I met you too, which is kind of interesting and really a nice story. As I mentioned in the opening, we're doing more and more on the inside of the prison, which is really progressive. And ten years ago, we would never have thought happened, but we are now inside. And I met you at the ISCI, which. I call the yard, and you were working in the what would they call the Center for Hope. Correct. So tell me what the Center for Hope is in the education there at uh, ISCI. So the Center of Hope was uh, started by the case managers, you know, to to help 
the inmates, you know, find and utilize resources for upon the release. You know, you got people going into the, into into parole, trying to go see the board, and um, you know, obviously you probably need housing, treatment providers, where, where you're going to be working at, and all that kind of stuff that goes with, uh, you know, getting prepared for your release. So I got offered that job position. You know, a good friend that's of mine. That's a it's a hard spot. That's a hard position to get, correct? Yes, okay. correct. I mean, there's, what, 2,300 people at the yard? Right. Okay, so there were maybe two people working there? Yes, three? it was me and another, oh, yeah. you know, my, okay, another so co-worker. That's a kind of a big deal, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you go after that position and you get it, right? Yes, yeah, so I, we go after it and I start started learning things that um, helped me and I was able to learn, you know, down, down the road in order to be able to help other inmates, you know what I mean? And, and, that's where I, I met uh, St. Vince de Paul, met you guys, yep. and then we started, uh, you know, getting a better relationship and starting to get to know each other a little bit more, and um, that's where we then created, like, um, uh, the presentations that now St. Vincent goes in there and, and, and does for... Yeah. And it's kind of, just for the audience's view, too, it's um, a lot of people come into my office or into the office on Overland where where I spend most of my mornings. And so I'm sitting there and all of a sudden I look up and all of a sudden this face comes into my office and it's Marvin, who's somebody I say, when I see this face, I usually see it at the yard and you're out and you're about. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. That's uh, uh, many times I, you know, I get you get really nice things happen in your day and that was one of them. It was really nice to see you come in. Yes, and, and you know what I mean? It was, it, it was amazing, you know, because all the help and, and, you know, the welcoming experience that it's been there at St. Vincent Paul has just been amazing. So you go on to uh, Canyon County from my office, and uh, your initial plans were to go to work at, uh, let's say, a, let's say a major construction company. Right. Yeah. Um, and what came about with that, and what did you think of that? So, yeah, so, you know, my my plans were to go work for a construction company. You know, family was working there. It was easy to get in there, and I knew that I, could, I had a job, you know, as soon as I was able to get my things straightened up. But down the, you know, down the road in a couple of weeks, you know, I got a message from a worker, a staff employee from uh, St. Vincent asking me how, how uh, invested I was with my, with my job. And, you know, and uh, I kind of knew where it was going to go towards too. So I, you know, I said, well, you know, a little bit. And then she asked me, she's like, well, how would you like to come work for St. Vincent? And that's where, you know what I mean, I, I told her, you know, you know what, I would more than love, you know, love to go to work for you guys, you know, because I've learned that, you know, that I, I found a passion for helping people out, you know, just the way how my friend helped me out, you know, learn all these things and find help and then to just be able to, you know, to help somebody and them come back to you and, and, and show you or see them go on with their life. It's just amazing. Yeah. And again, I think that's it's a it's unusual for somebody to see as quickly as you did how powerful that can be and how rewarding that can be uh, in terms of supporting people as they come out of incarceration. But let's talk about not everybody in certainly our office is in that situation that you and I are, but address the, the how it is in terms of with your background. It makes it easier to talk to people coming out, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. You know, and and you know, I'm 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 like that too. That I I would much rather have somebody who's been through what we've been through. Yeah. You know, and and 
and you can relate to them. You know what I mean? They know exactly what barriers, what obstacles you got to overcome and that, you know, what you can do to to become, you know, to overcome those barriers or whatever. Yeah, I think so many of us try to get out and we attempt to mask the things that we're fearful of. And we say, oh, man, that's OK. I can make that. I can do that. And I can do that knowing in your heart that, oh, man, that scares the tar out of me. Yes. And I don't know how I'm going to accomplish that. So you don't admit it. But it's sometimes it's easier to do that when you're around somebody in our spot. It's easier to say, yeah, is that really true? Or can I ask that question? Is that, is that something you found, too? Yes. I think what's 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 where you're going to find as you go forward uh, working with us that you're going to see that and you're going to see that's going to be the strength that you can develop Uh, because Marvin is going to for us is going to work in kind of like the employment section of of our office in terms of talking to people as they come out and it'll be a lot easier for you let's say to sit with somebody and have them be totally honest about their work history and what they've done they're going to open up to you much more about how to write this down and address this be honest about what this background is and be confident about that that's that's what i'm excited about you doing yes and and, you know and, and i'm very excited as well you know i think that you know once once people start seeing you know seeing my face a little bit more or finding out you know what i'm doing and what can be done i think a lot of people would uh we'll see a different you know a change in people that's true perspectives yeah but we should talk about too uh because he's been working kind of everywhere he's been trying to figure out what we're doing with um uh the operation you would say so in that shadow he's been with a lot of different people and one morning last week was last week right you were with me and uh, we went out to pick somebody up from prison, which is what we do. Yep. And so we walked right back into the place where he had just lived, what, a month earlier or something? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay, so he had just left this place a month ago. <laughs> and then we come walking in to pick this gentleman up. And the man who's in charge, the program manager for that whole facility, happens to be in the lobby with this this uh, gentleman we were supposed to pick up. And describe his reaction. Uh, you know, just to see his face, you know, his eyes opened up. And just to see his face, he was happy. He was he couldn't believe it, you know, and, and he questioned me. He asked me everything, you know, how things were going. And I, you know, I, I, I told him exactly how everything was going and, and, you know, how everything I plan, how things expect to be going. And, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's just amazing. You know, I think they loved it, you know, um, you know, especially from working in there at the resource center and now seeing me, you know, partner up with Mark or seeing me walk in there with Mark is just, you know, I think, People yeah. like that. <laughs> well, and again, uh, those of you who listen to us over a period of time understand this, you know it, but I mean, for some of the work to come almost to fruition to see uh, this gentleman's just eyes light up and say, wow, man, this is great. He pulls his camera out, camera out. starts <laughs> taking pictures and stuff, <laughs> yeah. and he's I can't wait to say, show this to case manager this, this, and this, uh, because sometimes you're working with residents and they're about to get out and you never know what happens, and then so you see something real positive, and, and it's it's just really nice celebration of, I mean, this guy's, he's a career IDOC guy, and so he doesn't always get the greatest news in the right. world. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. so he's finally got some good news going. Yeah, so. I think also typical was as we walked out, we ran across two other case managers who basically said, oh, you're getting out. You know, they yeah. just, just oblivious just, to the fact that you've been gone. It doesn't matter. Yep. Just, I mean, I always, you'll get that over time. It's just, oh, yeah, that's him. Oh, yeah. He used to be in prison over here. Yeah. Yep, so they just, they don't care. You're gone. You're <laughs> off the, I don't, he's not going to be in my desk anymore asking yep. me for stuff. 
But that was cool. You got to experience that. I hope that your experiences as we go forward are along those same barriers. I'm sure they will be. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me about um, your you're going to be with us. You're going to be AmeriCorps at least for a while. So talk about AmeriCorps and how's that uh, setting with you in terms of setting up. So yeah, so I'm just you know I'm learning a little bit little by little what AmeriCorps is and and you know what role I'm going to be doing with them. So you know, come here next month, the beginning of next month, I'll be starting with AmeriCorps, and um, you know, I guess you know my job is to you know to help you know to help guys grow whatever it is coming out of incarceration and uh, help them develop and seek job op- you know job opportunities that there is out there you know just kind of develop a, a, a stronger connection with with all the resources that there is out there sure and i think americorps has been a good partner for us it's really a great entree into uh doing this sort of work it's great that they allow people like us who have been incarcerated to take on that funding and to come on board to do that in years past those things didn't happen but many of those doors are opening up now and so again uh, marvin will be able to do that become credible in terms of talking to people as they walk in the door at all of our offices for that matter and be able to um meet with people and get the information down and then make that uh, information kind of go forward within the staff. Uh, And I'm looking forward to that. Tell me what it's like to, uh, you're also joining a huge St. Vincent de Paul family. That's got to be, I know it's overwhelming for me when I look around and I see all these people working all these different places. You hang out in my office in the morning, but in the afternoon, you're at the main office on Fairview. So you hang out with all those, all the administrators, right? Yes. Yes. What's that like? You know, I guess for, for right now, it's, it's kind of uh, kind of walking like on eggshells right now until I start getting to know people a little bit more. You know, coming from incarceration to have a like an office job, it's kind of you know a little bit different. Right. You know, is that in the back of your mind? Uh, I'm incarcerated. Like uh, people know, they can tell. Anything? Does that ever run through your mind? Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. I know every once in a while there'll be that spot where I'll think, oh, my heavens, you know, they know that I've been incarcerated. Does that run across your mind or is that because you're just fresh out? Sort of. Yeah. You know, I guess at the beginning, you know, things and how people would look at me would make instantly make me think that, you know what I mean? Like, oh, man, does he know that I just recently got out or why, you know, why they're looking at me kind of weird, but not there, you know, they're, you know, they treat me. Yeah. Like as as if you know they don't even care about that. <laughs> well, <laughs> that is all in your mind. Yeah. It's not in anybody else's yeah, mind. No. And so, in some ways, that's the attitude that you've got to understand. I, again, you're listening to us, and you're out in the yard right now, or you're walking around in a facility. It's really an attitude that you need to start thinking about because you're going to get out, and no one's going to know your background, and no one's going to know that you just left prison uh, hours before, unless you're wearing that gross kind of blue jacket that they give you uh that's the only way they're going to know that you've just gotten out so it's you've got to kind of work on forgiving yourself maybe Mm -hmm. would be the word in terms of going forward and being who you can be yeah uh let's see any in terms of uh the typical person that you think you're going to reach do you have a in your head what it's going to be like dealing with people and that come into the office you know i i think about that all the time you know i i I just, uh, you know, I hope that that person who does want to come in there or wants to take the time and, and you know, kind of hear hear me out and what we got to offer and stuff like that, 
I hope that you know just as I how I did and I'm learning every day you know what I mean of, of, of I'm trying to change for the better of myself and of, of everybody else too you know it, it everything is possible you have to just you know be willing to change and be willing to ask for help and all that comes with that you know what I mean there's a lot of resources you know that 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 there is out there for you and um, you know that if you were to walk in there and then let's say I were to be the one to help you out you know I wouldn't mind you know spending a whole day with you just trying to get everything nice nicely prepared and done that way we can either help you find employment or whatever need you might need you know it's just you know slowly I, I'm, I'm hoping to get you know to get good at it and be able to you know help others the way that you know savings has helped me no, i think instinctually instinctually you've gotten it and so i think that's the key in terms of going forward and i think uh what we want to leave you with i think today is that uh if you're if you're in that situation where something's happened to you maybe you're out you're on parole and you're still not doing what you think you should be doing then come back into the office let's talk about it but it'll always be that i know that i messed this up and i want to change it i want my the pieces of my heart to change so that I can start addressing some of these things and fix them and come back. If you come talk to us, I assure you that we will find the resources to help you and to go forward with you. Uh, But you've got to be willing to look at yourself as well as the situation. And when we see that, I love that. And uh, we're willing to move mountains to make that work for you. So uh, I can't say, again, I can't say enough, Marvin. It's, uh, It's so nice to have somebody on the team that can speak the same language that I speak and uh, understands it because I've always been the one going, well, ask the guy who's been incarcerated there in the room. He's going to tell you about it. And so it's nice to have another voice there that can help me do that. Yes, you know, and, and, you know, I'm glad. I'm happy. I'm still, you know, I'm processing that, you know, that this is real. (laughs) You know what I mean? Being able to walk in and out, you know, out of prison where you were just at. Yeah, that's right. It's well, I'm not sure. I like I said, I've been out 12 and a half years. It's like we walked out of ISCC today, and it's like, you know, the door opens, and it's like, it's, I'm just let's get out of here quickly before that. Well, yeah, <laughs> I don't want them to lock us in here, man. Uh, can you wait till you hear that fence kind of yeah. closed after you? I don't want them to keep me. So I'm not sure. It'll take a while to get over that. Yeah. But uh, it's uh, it's a good experience, and uh, welcome to the team. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, and thank you for you know for having me here. Oh and man, that's all. you're gonna be you're gonna be great. I can't yeah. wait to work with you and uh, see where all this takes you. Thank you very much. Through Jesus, there's victory. All the chains that were holding me kept me locked in captivity. Have been broken by grace so free. When he poured out his cleansing blood, motivated by his great love, give me faith I need to rise above and sing a song of how I've overcome. I've got victory over sin, bringing peace to the fight within. Give me strength I need to start again. I've got victory over sin. He gives me victory over sin Bringing peace to the fight within Give me strength I need to start again Okay, so you've met one of the new members of the team. I'm excited to have Marvin around. I think he's going to be a great asset. You're out there 
listening to this, um, you can do it. You can fix this. It can happen. There are examples like this all the time. You just have to make it work. If you want to get in touch with us, it's pretty easy to do. www.systemicchangeofid.com. Uh, you can send me an email, systemicchangeofidaho at gmail.com. It's all spelled out, Idaho, there. We're on Facebook, Systemic Change of ID. We're on Instagram, Systemic Change of ID. And you can even call me on the phone if you want to. That's 208-477-1006. We look forward to talking to you next Saturday afternoon on Victory Over Sin.